you know, Easter Sunday is one of those weeks where I've only been doing this like as a lead pastor now or, or on Sundays for like five years, so I don't have a ton of experience. But talking to other pastors that have been doing this for like 50 years, they're like, man, Easter Sunday is the toughest one. And, uh, and so really praying about today, what to share, and I, I'm going to go ahead and blame my son for this message. Because so, this, this came really out of a conversation that I had with, I have a five-year-old son, he's about to be six, his name is Asa. And uh, we were talking, Caitlin and I, and uh, she was singing at a wedding a few weeks ago, and um, he just started asking me all these questions about, uh, about heaven. Like, wh where is it? And, and how do you get there? And, and like, are we going to be able to recognize people? Like, like how are we going to find our family? That was one of his questions. How are we going to find our family in, in heaven? Or are we, are we floating around? Can you fly? Like, he, he just had amazing questions. And one of the questions were, you know, are animals there? Are, are, are pets going to be there? And I said, oh, I know that one. Dogs, yes. Cats, no. You know, that's, that's the easy one. Sorry, all you cat lovers. But, uh, and my dog's barely making it. I mean, I'm, he's borderline now. I don't think he's going to quite make it in if he doesn't straighten up. But uh, anyways, he had all these questions about, about heaven. And I, I think if we were to be honest with each other today... We've all asked those questions. You know, every time that we're faced, even I think Resurrection Sunday, not only is it, has, this has never happened before in human history, that someone died and then three days later came out of the grave in their own power and walked around and there's so many documented, we know historically, that he rose from the grave. It's different than, you know, we've had Lazarus rose, but he went back. And then there's this thing called the Lazarus effect. And if you're if, you know, in the medical field, you know that people have, you know, they have kind of died and came back, but not in three days and not of their own power. And they didn't foretell it. And so it's one of those days where we really start thinking about what happens after this life. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 puts it like this, that God has put eternity in the heart of every person. Christian or not, all seven point, what, seven billion people on the planet right now, if you sit down and you have an honest conversation with them, they've asked about, they've thought about this. Is there more to this life? than What happens when do we fall asleep? Is it like a dream? You know, or, you know the, all these really good questions that I think on, on this day, it really comes to the surface. So we've been looking through the book of Revelation. We've, as a church, we've spent a few weeks in there. And, and we, the Bible, what I love about the Bible and what I love about the God that we serve is he has a lot of answers. Over 700 verses on, on heaven alone. In, in the book of Revelation, which is where we're going to take our text this morning, there's over 50 references to heaven. What it's like, um, you know, you know, most references, it's amazing how it, it describes heaven like a city where the streets are paved with, with transparent gold and a crystal river and, and the gates of the city are made out of one pearl. And there's things that, that are not going to enter into that place, right? Like suffering and death and dying. And so are these just, are these stories that we've been passed down or is that place real? And I want to look at this, Revelation 21. I'm going to read this, kind of the end of the book here. 
And I love the Bible because it, it, it really it interprets itself. It, it, and it gives us answers to these types of questions, which honestly I didn't have for Asa at the time when he was asking me those things. But we know that Jesus on this day, 2,000 years ago, when he got out of the grave, people recognized him. He could talk, right? He wasn't floating around. He could eat. Can I get an amen, right? If you love to eat, like in this new resurrected body that he says that every believer will have, this new resurrected body, he was, he was, you know, he, he was like very similar to what we're talking and experiencing right now. And to me, that's, not only does it give, a, give me hope, but it's, I'm finding in life that your then, tomorrow, is affected by your now. And what you believe about your then affects your now. What you believe about your tomorrow and what's coming and what's after this life really impacts how you live every day. It'd be like taking two guys and saying, okay, you're going to build, you're going to put, put widgets together for a year. And here's a little piece, this little gear, and I want you to put it on this watch and build this widget. And you're going to do it for a year. One guy's in one room and another guy's in the other room. But, hey, you're going to get $36,000 for the year. But the other guy, you tell him you're going to get $36 million for the year. Which one of those guys do you think was building the best widgets? Which one of those guys do you think was showing up early and staying late and was whistling on his way to work because he knew he had a reward coming? He, he knew what his then was going to be, and he was, he was happy about it. He was proud of it. And I think the more that we talk about heaven, it, it, the more it impacts our life right now. That it's not something for a thousand years, but it's something that, that is impacting and relevant to our life in this moment right here. Billy Graham said it this way. He said that, you know, the, the, the value and the impact of heaven doesn't lessen the value of this life. It makes it, it, it even increases it because we know that we're, we're heading somewhere. We know that God has a plan. We know that, that this doesn't all just end with us going to sleep. That when Jesus went into the grave, he not only went as a man, but he went as God. And he says, I'm inviting everyone who follows me to live this life that I've lived. That this resurrection power and this offer to live in a life that's greater than we've ever experienced or imagined beyond the reality we're in now is open to everyone now. Isn't that good news? And so the Bible talks about a present heaven and a coming heaven. It talks about there's a heaven that exists right now that, that it's almost like a, it's laid out like a city in Revelation 22. But I want to read about this heaven that's coming right now as we speak it's being prepared for us it's one of the things that jesus said when he left he says i'm going to prepare a place for you that where i am you will be also he didn't leave his disciples confused he didn't leave us confused he said the same way i came i'm going to come back again and i made this world in about six days and the one you're about to experience he's been gone for what two thousand years and, and, and so it's, i think it's going to be a pretty rad place let's read this uh, revelation 21 verse 1 then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no longer any sea. I think that's a misprint there. I don't like that. I, don't, I think, I don't know about that one, but no, anyways. Verse 2, I, I saw there, the holy city, this new Jerusalem, this present heaven coming down from God. 
So I want you to notice it's not somewhere we go, it's something that's coming here. All these billionaires with their rockets trying to leave Earth, looking for, a, you know, looking for another planet right now. I mean, we, we could be a multi-planet species by the end of the, our, our lives, which is amazing to think about. But this is not what he's describing here. It's a recreated Earth. It's a re-perfected Earth. And it was prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with his people, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be, th- be with them and be their God. Verse 4. This is worth coming to church, this one verse right here, verse 4. He's going to wipe away every tear from their eyes. There's going to be no more death, no more mourning, crying, or pain. For the old order of things have passed away. He who is seated on the throne says, I'm making everything new he said write this down for these words are trustworthy and true and he said to me it is done i'm the alpha the omega the beginning and the end to him who is thirsty i will give them to drink without cost everybody said amen so what a powerful few verses i just want to pull four things out of that verse and then give you i think you know one way that we can expedite on those four things right now And the first thing that I want us to see is if you sit down and you talk to somebody and you ask them, what is heaven like? You're going to get a lot of answers. 96% Gallup did a study of the United States. 96% of the people that they surveyed believed in an afterlife. But a lot of times it's just, well, it's, it's, it's Zen. It's Mecca. And we're going to be, if you go off the felt boards in the church that I became a Christian in, we're going to be floating on clouds with harps. Right, singing in the choir on the great by and by, and and, and, and and I've seen heaven really described as a place that I don't think I want to go. Yeah, can I get it? I mean, like, like if it, if it's pretty, I mean, if we're just going to be singing hymns all day long in the choir, I mean, plucking away at our harps, I don't, I don't know. But the Bible describes a very different type of heaven. I think it's going to be a whole lot more like Earth than we realize. Not only that, it's going to be a reperfected earth without all the bad stuff in it, the pain, the suffering, the dying. That we're heading back to Genesis 1 and 2. We're heading back to the beginning where it was God in paradise and God walked and talked with his people. What an incredible promise. But the first thing I want to get inside of you today is that heaven, number one, is a real place. It's a real place. I think we all know that like, our soul and our spirit came from somewhere else. And it's heading back there. Our bodies came from the earth, right? And so we got to constantly fill it with stuff from the earth for it to, to survive. Water, food, that's the two are kind of important ones. But then our soul and our spirit is very different. It wasn't created from the earth. It was created from God. And so our soul and our spirit go to God to get what it needs. And I think deep down inside of us, we know that it can't just end with lights out. There has to be more. And the Bible describes this place that's as real as the reality that we're in right now. That you see people, you know people. 
We're not floating around like it, you know, like like some kind of ghost. Like, but no, no, no. It's it's you're gonna hug your family. You're gonna see your family. You're gonna be with them. It's gonna be so much like I think we've experienced now, but in a way that we can't even describe with the language that we have currently. Revelation 21 talks about this this current heaven right now that it's a city laid out like a square as long as it was wide he measured the city of the road and found it to be 1200 stadia in length and it was as wide and high as it was long and so it's almost like this this cube that like that exists where people go this city I don't know if you like cities or not but it's described as this beautiful city and so how fast does that happen? That was an ASA question, my son. How quick do we go there? And we know on Good Friday, it's a story that we're all familiar with, but there was a couple of people on each side of Jesus, one on each side, and one was mocking him, and one realized who he was. And he looked over, and he just simply said, Jesus, remember me when you get to this kingdom that you've been talking about. And clearly he was telling him about it on the cross because he knew about it. He said, don't worry today <laughs> you'll be with me in paradise and so we know that we take hope we take courage in the reality that heaven is a real place one of the things i used to love about the church that i first became a christian is in is every sunday y'all it did not matter we were going to sing a song about heaven right like in the redback hymnal 333 i'll fly away like i know when, when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be i mean every somewhere in that that three and a half hour service uh, and, uh, <laughs> we sang about heaven and then the and then the old we called them the saints right the the elders you would talk to them and they didn't want to talk about the news. They didn't want to talk about the, the, you know, what they were investing in and finance and what was going on in the world. You know what they wanted to talk about? Heaven. Because I think at some point we realized that, okay, we've got more on that side than we do it on this side. And so in our verses, we, the second thing I think we can pull out of it, he talks about heaven is prepared like a, like a bridegroom waiting on the bride to be revealed. So that tells me that heaven's going to be a reuniting place. It is going to be a place where the lion, right, and the lamb will lay down together. It will be a place where everybody will lay down their guns, and there'll be no more fighting, and there'll be no more gossip, and there'll be no more backbiting. And according to our verse, it's going to be a place that pain and tears and hurt and death, all the stuff, that we feel right now every day and see right now every day will not make it into that city. It'll be a place where we're reunited with our people and you'll, you'll hug grandpa and grandma again. You'll see dad and mom again. That's the hope that we have. But it's a place where we'll be reunited with God. Paul said right now we're kind of looking in a glass dimly. We, we really don't see God in his fullness. But one day, one day we will. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, if you're waiting on somebody or you've got someone on the other side, this verse brings so much strength and so much encouragement. The writer tells us, dear brothers and sisters, I don't want you, I, I, we want you to know what will happen to believers who have died so you won't grieve like people who don't have any hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and he was raised again, we also believe that when he returns, 
He's going to bring back with him the believers who have died. We tell you this directly from God. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. That means I'm just, it's going to be like a family reunion. It's going to be a place where we get to meet and enjoy the people that we've always enjoyed. It's going to be an incredible place. It's a reuniting place. The third thing that we see in this, these verses is that it's going to be a place where we're given rewards. It's going to be a place where your faithfulness and what you've done for God and sticking it out in your life when, you know, becoming a Christian and being a Christian all ain't easy. Have y'all figured that out by now? <laughs> yeah, y'all all know that. It ain't easy. There's sacrifice. People will make fun of you. <laughs> that happened to me. I didn't believe it or not. It just, that it's like your life all of a sudden doesn't just become a bed of roses when you become a Christian. For some people, it becomes really difficult and really hard. And so the faithfulness that we are walking in right now, you being here today, you celebrating this, this Resurrection Sunday, God says, I have a reward waiting for you. And the way that he described it in verse 12, behold, I'm coming and my reward is with me. And I'm going to give it to everybody according to what he has done. That, that word reward means repayment. That God sees the times that you've taken the high road with people. God sees the time where you've forgiven someone that's hurt you and they hurt you again. And God sees the times where you know that you've put somebody and you've lost somebody too soon and the pain and the hurt that you've had to endure on this side. And I believe with all my heart that, the, that when we get there, Whatever these rewards, he describes some of the rewards as crowns, some of them as stones with, with names written on them, but I do know it's going to be worth it. That God doesn't waste anything on this side. And I love how in our verse it even says that, that God's not making a new earth. He's making this earth new. And when you look at this in the light of your life, and you look at this and, and maybe what you've faced and gone through up to this point, sometimes like I don't, I, I'll get the feeling I just want to maybe start over. I felt like that before. But today is more than just a story about a man that died and lost it all and came out of the grave on day three. It can be your story. That the stuff that you've endured and the things that you've been through and the pain, God never wastes. He uses it. He restores us. And the fourth thing that I really believe heaven is going to be like, and we're seeing it today and we see it every time somebody comes to life in Jesus, is that heaven is going to be a resurrecting place. Heaven is going to be a resurrecting place. Heaven is going to be a place where I think the dots will be connected. The questions that we have on this side, they'll be answered there. A place that, we, that when we get there, we'll finally get some rest and get some sleep. Come on, right? I don't know. You may not sleep. Who knows? But I know it's a restful place. But I want to ask you a question, and then we're going we're gonna to pray together. So when you think about heaven, do you think it, about it as a place that you go to to escape here? 
that it's okay, well, when I have to think about that moment, I will, but it's kind of going to be this great escape and we leave this, this world and we, we, we go to the next. Or do you, when you think about heaven, is it a place that's trying and is invading your life right now? Because when Jesus got out of the grave and he was walking around and talking to his disciples and, and, and hundreds of people seen him, he was talking about one thing. He, he called it the kingdom of heaven. And he said something that doesn't make sense. He said that it's coming and it's here. That it's this place that's in the not so future for all of us, but it's already here and it's already arrived. That when you think about heaven, I want you to think about not a place where we escape this pain and the, and the sorrow and, and everything that we go through on this side of eternity, but think about it as a place that's invading your life every single day. Glimpses, dreams, times where, where you feel like giving up and somebody or something, God will just... He shows up at the right time in the right moment. I think it's a foretaste. It's in moments like this, I think it's, it's, we get a little glimpse of it when we're together with family. It's like it's, it's moments like this when, when you leave here and you're with your, your family and your community and you're together and, and you know that, man, this is... Maybe this is what it's about. And as life moves on, and I'm finding as I sit with people that are older than me and more experienced, they start to hope and think and draw more joy out of that place than they do this one. If that's their focus, that's what they want to talk about, that's what they want to sing about, and on this Resurrection Sunday, I just want to leave you with this. That we would all refocus on where we're going and maybe not so much on where we currently are. Because maybe this morning you're in kind of a good Friday. You've, you've had some things in your life. You've, you've experienced loss. Or maybe it's a silent Saturday where you, you don't hear God. And, and you're kind of in between. There's a promise out front. You know that things will get better at some point, but that maybe they're not right now. But for just the next few minutes before we go, I want you to think about that place. Think about those who have gone on before us. Think about the cloud of witnesses that Paul describes that's cheering us on, that's rooting you on. If we could, if we could talk to one of those runners, if they could come out of the, the bleachers this morning and tell us about where they are and what they're experiencing. Think about the transparent streets of gold and the crystal, the, the, the sea of glass. And think about the people and the reunion and what it's going to be like. And I think if we can do that, just maybe we'll get a taste of it on this side. A deposit, a down payment, <laughs> knowing that we're heading somewhere. The disciples came to Jesus, they were troubled. 
They had all kinds of questions. They wanted to know who's going to be on his right hand and his left, who's going to run things when he leaves. And for every earthly problem, Jesus had a spiritual solution. So they're asking about who's going to run the show when he's gone and who's going to be the, you know, the ranked file, number one, number two, number three, CFO, CEO. And he said, in my father's house, there's many mansions. And I'm going there. He, he had a spiritual answer to earthly problems. And so today, if you have an earthly problem, and maybe you're feeling some things in your life and some pain, and you're feeling this life and the, the weight of it today, I hope in this moment that you can feel that lift, that you can know that God's got a great plan for your life, that there's nothing that's taken him by surprise, and he doesn't waste anything. I think our God recycles. Come on, somebody. We like to throw stuff out when it breaks, but God said, no, 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 no. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use the good, the bad, and the ugly if you'll just give it to me. He's doing it with the world, and he does it with our world. And he does it over and over. And he just tells us to believe. <laughs> it almost sounds like a fairy tale. Believe. Can you believe that? Can you believe that he died and rose from the grave and invited me and you to walk in the same path and journey that he had? That when you close your eyes for the last time, it's not an ending, it's a brand new beginning. I think it's gonna kind of be like one time we, my family, Caitlin and I and Asa, we flew to Hawaii. It was like our life, like it was on my bucket list. I had, my walls were full of magazine clippings of Hawaii my whole life. And two years ago, we finally got to go. And my son, were, it's like a three movie flight. All right, so that's what we, I don't know how exactly, but it was three movies. Well, he slept the whole time, fell asleep in Pensacola, and he woke up flying in to the North Shore. And I'll never forget the look on his face, looking at the mountains and the cliffs and the blue water. And we were in, it's like, it's incredible. You can't explain it. And he just looked at me and Caitlin with this look like, how in the world did I get here? I think it's going to be like that. We're going to wake up in a place and we may not even know exactly what it is we're experiencing, but it's going to be like something we've never, ever imagined or dreamed. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of God's people what he has prepared for you. Let's bow our heads together this morning. Father, we thank you on this Resurrection Sunday that we're all heading somewhere in this place. And it's a place where the streets are paved with gold. It's a place where all the pain and the problems that we're currently facing right now will never make it in. It's a place of brand new beginnings. This life is full of endings, things that we'll do for the last time, but we're gonna wake up in a new place that's full of brand new things and full of new experiences. And so God, we thank you today for that promise that promise that 2,000 years later we're still talking about, we're still singing about it. 
that there's a life beyond this life. And we should be thinking about it. And so if you're here, and maybe this is your first time to church, or this is all brand new to you, and you're like, man, this is a lot. But I want that assurance in my life. I'll follow somebody who defeated death, hell, and the grave. I'll follow someone who took the keys. I'll follow someone who went there in my place so that I don't have to experience that. I'll follow someone who has navigated both of these worlds and showed himself to be victorious. I want to follow that person. I want to trust my life to that person. If that's you this morning, or you just want to rededicate your life, it's, it, it just, just really... Today is your day. I want you just to look up at me. I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Just look up at me. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Just look up at me. Thank you so much. God, I just pray every person. Let's, uh, let's pray all this together this morning, church. Just say, dear Jesus, I give you my heart. I believe that you died, you were buried, and on the third day, you rose again. And I believe that there are things in my life that you will kill, that will be buried, but they will be resurrected. And so I'm hopeful, I'm thankful, and I trust you. Come unto my heart now. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.